Hello. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Hi, what's up? Oh, I was just uh, trying to do like a dad type thing where I was putting shit up in the garage, like an, on a higher shelf. and Doing a lot of like, fuck, fuck this shit. Goddamn shit. Yeah. Nice. I just hit the elliptical for a little bit. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was all right. The stand-up desk is, is like, the best thing. It's like you're exercising all the time. Is elliptical where you, uh... What? Is that where it goes in, like, circular motions? Yeah, it's, it's a lot like running. And it looks really, it can look really funny. Like if you couldn't see the machine, it would look really funny. It probably looks pretty funny no matter what. You hold, do you hold on to things? Yeah, you're holding like bars. Weird. Yeah. It's good. You get a really good workout. I'm still sweating. Do you listen to music or what do you do? Uh, listen to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Such a different thing. I always uh, try and decide whether it's a podcast day or a music day for like exercising. Yeah. Sometimes music enhances everything quite a bit. Totally. In the words of Jason Silva, or no, I can't even impersonate, but when he's talking about, we are literally living in worlds of our own design. Yeah. We are soundtracking our life. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a crazy thought. Yeah, it's awesome. That you're just customizing almost everything. A lot of stuff happens by chance, but you're just basically customizing your whole life. Look at this photograph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. Just playing that song for every moment. Every moment. And I just customized my scent around me by farting. And it stinks like rotten eggs. Mm. <laughs> when you said that, I could imagine what it smelled like. Almost to the point that I smelled it. Yeah, really gross. Are we, uh, we're waiting for... Um, the- let's, should we, I guess we can call Aaron. Did someone then- message you? Uh, about this podcast or what? Tree originally, yeah, I think it's pronounced Tree. He wanted us to watch the edit live, like while we were podcasting. Yeah. But he he said it, I didn't get back to him within twenty four hours. Like I'm bad at getting back to people, and I wanted to, but then he got impatient. I think he was so stoked because of the edit. He posted it, so it was the idea the whole time was to do a four way podcast. Cool. And for them to, yeah, premiere the edit and for us to, like, watch it. Awesome. Um, well, so do you have them on Skype or, like, I've got no, Aaron, so I'm wondering if they're together? I'm hoping either they're together or, or Aaron can invite him. If not, we'll get that figured out. I didn't, I didn't even think of the technical detail of that. I know that he knows that it's 8 o'clock, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's... Let's call Aaron. This is going through. 
can still smell my fart. Hello. 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 Wow. What's up? How goes it? What's going on? Um, this is Todd. <laughs> Who's, who are we talking to? This is Tree and Aaron. Pile. What's up, bud? Hello. I think Joey's with us, too, unless we lost him. Joey, where are you at? I'm here. <laughs> I see his thing lighting up. He's there. I see a big fucking question mark. Yeah. Where's your picture at? Joey's computer is ghetto, so he doesn't have a a picture. Or he doesn't have a video. Can you guys... You guys are uh, not doing video podcast or Skype? Uh, We're doing Skype. We can do video. I don't know if we can get us both in the picture. I don't know how to do that, but... We're sitting in, like, video game chairs, just looking at a computer on the ground. Yeah. Balling, that works. Do you want to see my pretty face? How do I do this? No, I can see a, I can see a picture of you. Oh, okay. And I can imagine imagine your meaty your meaty body. And I think the imagination is probably, you know, probably better than the actual picture, so. What does my picture look like? <laughs> Great question mark. <laughs> Great question. Oh, that that is my picture. I purposely chose that. Is that like the what all the Skype pictures are? No, I think you can you can add a picture. Well, yeah, mine's I, – I made that, and it just so happens Skype, the one is exactly the same as the one that I made. <laughs> Perfect. I'm impressed. What are the odds? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They just – I guess they're copying me. I don't know. Jeez. Okay, wait. We got to start by saying uh, you guys recorded a podcast, and it – and it never got used because of sound issues? Aaron did. Yeah. Me and Aaron did. And there was a lot of issues with it. So I just said, I just threw it in the garbage and waited until this golden moment to redo it. Was there anything uh, highlight-wise that you want to jump off on from that one that we started in this one? Mm-hmm. You guys were talking about bowel movements. You were, you were telling me about that before. Yeah, we talked about I mean, a lot of shit. Yeah, we talked about like zombie apocalypse, like weapons, and uh, <clears throat> I took like a shit break, and we we're talking about like swamp thing coming out of like the toilet to uh, make a comeback of some kind. I'm not really sure. Yeah. What was yeah. what was your weapon of choice for a zombie apocalypse? Oh fuck! I don't even remember. I don't even know what I would use now. I know mine was bat all the way. Aluminum. Aluminum baseball bat. It's light, and it, it's not like a sword or an axe that'll get stuck in flesh of zombies. That's so I could take, out, I could take out like a large group of them, I think, pretty good. It's so light. Like a, good, a good aluminum baseball bat to the head. Combine that with roller, rollerblades are one of the best uh, zombie apocalypse tools. I mean... I think you can combine it with a bike once in a while. Unless you're um, but, in mud. Yeah, but Ooh. in like in city centers and towns and things, uh, especially I always talk about, you know, if you had a post-apocalyptic blade gang that worked together. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like Prayer of the Roller Boys? Yeah, but even more evolved than that. Like um, how people play those uh, online games and they work together as a team 
to to do stuff uh oh. what like uh like shooting games where you, we would have guns and things but we get so good at distracting a zombie and someone steals something from store but we have skates on Shit. it's amazing and there's like you know the thank you there would be a, a like an earthquake or something that would change the concrete, so there would just be launches everywhere. Like that, uh, <laughs> that spot in uh, what's in that New spot? Orleans. Yeah, that spot that was in what the hell's the name of that documentary that you were going to go on the trip for? Uh, that's a good question. Jack, Jack be nimble. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they go to that spot. That the whole town and city would look like that. It's definitely a good cardio saver, like, for being, like, in city streets, like Joey said. Like, you could be, yeah, like, more agile and quick to get around. But when you go to swing at somebody, your balance would be all off because you'd be on your blades. That's what I would be most concerned about. Especially since I don't have a lot of weight behind me, I'd probably fall. Yeah. But you'd have a group with you, so it wouldn't matter because you could just, like, gang beat the fuck out of a zombie. Like, Plus, you got the flexibility. You can just flex yeah. your way out of any situation. You're like right. a rubber person. <laughs> rubber yeah. man. Dude, baseball slides and read that shit. What would be your zombie apocalypse name? Like, what would you call yourself? Oh, shit. That's a good question. It's a really good question. I, I would just crawl. Like, fucking crawl. Fucking, like, you would name your cock. Like, fucking crawl. I'd just fucking crawl the shit out of zombies. Like I'd want to be... F- uh, forest wizard. <laughs> I think I would be Todd. <laughs> Why? Cuz. It's a pretty good name. <laughs> Athletic-wise, Todd is pretty solid. Just one syllable, it's... It's easy, Blair. Todd! Yep. <laughs> no what did you guys... What did you guys do today prior to this podcast? Joey? <sighs> Lots of editing and I and uh, dog walking. And then I just – I was telling Todd that I was doing a total dad thing. I was, I was trying to put shit up on shelves in a garage and going like, fuck, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> fuck. That was just before I came here. How about you, Todd? I worked – all day, got up early in the morning, went downtown, uh, worked, and then came home, ate a burger with my wife, then hit the elliptical, and I'm still sweating, and I'm sitting in a leather chair, and my back and my ass are, like, already wet from sweat. Ooh, I love that. Are you, like, one with the leather chair now? Yeah, I'm, sl- I'm like, slipping around on it. <laughs> I should have put a shirt on. I'm regretting going topless. I'm wearing pink uh, pink pajama pants, <laughs> and I'm drinking hot tea, and I'm really hot and sweaty. <laughs> what about you guys? What did you do today, Chase? Uh, met up with uh, Banner and uh, Alex and Andrew, did some skating and filming. Then uh, met up with Aaron, we went to the bar, got some drinks, shot the shit, and then here we are. Yeah, what? we played video games all day. Didn't yeah, you? I played video games all day. Played Dishonor and uh, basically just laying around healing up. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we just figured we'd go to the bar and get kind of drunk before we did this, so we'd be able to uh, 
Yeah. Kill nerves and stuff because we're usually pretty nervous people. Yeah, pretty, oh. pretty, pretty shy folks. Did you bring uh, extra drinks so you could keep it going and and override the the tired the tired point? <laughs> no, no, no. I think we got a little we got know, water. Pretty buzzed out where we are. I think we're trying to come down now a little bit now. Okay, good, good. And have you been hitting refresh on on Roller News to to watch the comments soar on the edit? <laughs> There's been so many amazing comments, <laughs> imaginations for like fucking. What was the the, the Disney one? The Disney one was amazing. Mongolian or something like that. The, the Mongolian swamp pig. Yeah. Swine pig, fucking out of an amateur tattoo dungeon. Like it was amazing. <laughs> that's that's by far the best one. The yet. creativity is really, really in it. I'm glad. <laughs> How long, time. Did, how long did you guys film for that? Uh, we started in August, but we really only skated pretty much one day a week since then. Yeah, I've been working in like 72-hour weeks, so I only skate once a week. It, so. The once a week, uh, it's not so much a formula, but it works really well um, for energy and, and release. But I w- is that... Uh, what you usually do? If you didn't work seventy-two hours a week, would you would you do what? Three sessions? Yeah, probably three or four. Because I work like three days a week and usually have four off. But like the fact that I was, you know, offered the the money, I couldn't turn the money down. Because you know, being an adult, you have to try to get money when money's there. So gotta make dollars. Took that yeah. shit. Fucking put it in the bank, saving up for fucking <laughs> I don't know what. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty nice, man, to have a break. My my job's pretty easy. I just got trained on equipment, so I drive around most of the day, but I used to walk all the time, so it was, like, really good, like, to keep, like, fresh legs and, like, I don't know, just being able to move around all the time. So I don't really have a, you know, it just keeps me, like, mobile so that I can, like, work my body out because if I just sit around, I lock up, you know, and... Yeah, to skate that once a week, you get so damn excited to just, like, fucking go skate, like, once a week. Yeah, you think about it all week while you're here. Yeah, think about it. Tons of time to think about just, like, life. It's almost like going on a, like, tangent or something, like, all day at work because you zone out and you can listen to music all day. So, I don't know. It's it's just really nice. I liked it. I know that feeling. Um, do you ever have the, you get so excited for your one day of skating and then you get you get hurt? Like as as soon as the day starts, or... <laughs> yeah, I, I more or less yeah, I'm more or less used to watching. I've seen people do it more often than myself. Like I usually take it easy, like just starting out and go to like the park in the morning. Like we met up a few times at the park and like we'd get coffee and and just chill out and talk about you know life things and. You know, me and Tree really haven't really... We've known each other our whole lives, but, like, just recently started skating. So, like, together. Together, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really weird how things work out. Yeah, we didn't really, like, actually, I don't know, start really skating in section together until I moved away from Ohio. So, it was one of those weird yeah. things. I've known you my whole life, but we've never really just skated together until... I got to go away and we don't, we can't skate anymore. Yeah. So you, 
moved away and then came back. And uh, 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 well, what I do is I moved to LA and I I film for a band and like tour with them and all that stuff. But uh, you know, I saw a break in it and I couldn't really afford it right now, so I came back to Ohio for a bit. I was like, I, I want to do a section. We talked about doing a section for a while and finally had the time to do it. So just kind of came together. It's uh, it's got so many good ideas in it. Um, it's got really good replay value, and uh, some of the spots are those all in the same place? Like, uh, did we, you guys travel much? No, really. generally mo- most you know probably ninety ninety five percent of the video is you know Southern Ohio Cincinnati Dayton area and they, you know Dayton and Cincinnati are about an hour away from each other and Aaron lives in Middletown which is right in between the two. It it totally has that uh, feel that after you watch it you just want to go out and find something really close to your house to to it's, do something on. Pretty much what it was. I mean we didn't we don't really know a lot of spots and that was. Yeah. Probably one of the toughest things about this was that we just kind of would find a random spot and be like, okay, we're going to skate here. And yeah, nothing, we ended up skating for four hours at one spot, basically. Yeah, nothing was planned. Like, we would just go and skate something around, like, my neighborhood, not knowing what the fuck we were looking for, but just went and, like, like back to, like, when you're, like, a kid and you don't have a car, basically, and you just, like, go and skate everything that you see. And then it's like, oh. Well, if you feel like filming it, I mean, we can just film it. But if not, we just, like, do whatever in between and just, uh, you know, hop in the car and just drive wherever. Like, nothing was planned. Like, it was just for fun. And we basically just tried to make the best of, like, whatever we were trying to do. And it just kind of all fell together, like, really nice. Yeah, you really get the feel of uh, of of fun. Like, there's always this to- this dumb fucking phrase, spot selection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like, that was my plan. Like, I had all these ideas in my head, but it, it never ended up like that whatsoever. Yeah. You always get that feeling like, oh, man, you really got to plan out what the fuck you're about to do. Like, no, you yeah, don't. We, we just ended up winging it. Like, we'll go Wing the fuck out of everything. Whatever you just fucking happened. go skate a parking lot. Like, you'll find something. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. yeah. Todd, Todd, you've been talking lots about, um. I mean, I take you to spots and you're like, no, this the spot selection isn't going to be tight in the next video. <laughs> this spot's not tight enough. There's got to be a nice backdra- background, um, some bricks, preferably, some nice textures. Um, I like urban environments. You know, yeah, architecture is so innovative right now. Like, yeah, some architecture. Seeing, like, the most, like, fucking beat-up, rugged fucking thing makes you feel like you're just conquering something that's already degraded, so you can just fucking, like... Yeah, you can just utilize every piece of trash that you find on the ground or <laughs> a dumpster and just take it out and just be like, you know what? I'm going to fucking make your day, and <laughs> you're going to make my day, okay. and hopefully what, I win. What the hell was that one spot with uh, – it was like a couple ledges with coping on them and this weird bank thing? Was that like a, a skate? That's, oh, that's – that's the Greenhouse Skate Park. That was it's a uh, it's right it's a town next right next door to my uh, my folks' place. Or, you know, I'm saying that right now, but um, that was kind of we. There's this big black rail that, I, that we skated with the tennis court, and we wanted to do that originally, like do it together, but uh, that didn't quite work out. Yeah, I and we're scared. we're pretty bummed out too. That was, but we're like, ah, let's go skate the Greenhouse. Like, like it's a skate park, but that's all it is. It's those ledges and like a slalom. It's actually really awesome. It's you know people are like why the fuck would you skate there? But 
<laughs> it looks just like just in the middle of the shopping plaza, in the <laughs> yeah. middle of this like small ass town. It like, looks like somebody built maybe three thousand people, and yeah, it looks like they built it in an alley. And it's just like, why don't they have more of those? Just generally like around where people can just go outside their house and be like, hey, look, I got something cool to just fucking dick around on. Like, I think that was you know probably one of the funnest sessions we had. Too. Yeah, we skated for we were making fun. There's like a twelve. There's yeah, 12, twelve hour parking, parking limit. You can't park there for more than twelve hours. But under that, it's fine. That uh, it was like an old Eric Shrine interview where uh, he said in California uh, schools should be legal to to skate on the weekend. And I always thought that was such a cool idea that if uh, there were certain like <laughs> if there was like a like street spots or enhanced areas in in every little park and at schools, if there was just like areas that were designated for skating be so cool yeah. but i i guess it would make street skating less badass um but there i think is there a couple of those in vancouver todd like they're almost like small little strips of skate parks in um there's just spots that you don't get kicked out from yeah so i guess you could call legal that was, uh, that was kind of like the the uh, the really like the colorful painted place you know what i'm talking about in the video yeah. The, that's that's the spot downtown that was just really just so shaped it was just that architecture and you just turned to in place that you know was pretty much a free for all skate and you know they've cleaned it up a little bit to make it look better but it's really just a skate park downtown now. That's a Todd. Did you get kind of like a old school, not in a not like in a really good like fun way, old school feel in some of the edit? A little bit. The thing I really liked about it was that that. Uh, Aaron and Tree are so polar opposite from each other. Like, uh, like obviously physically, like Aaron's like really big and beefy and and white, and then Tree's Tree's like really like shorter and and skinny and brown, and their styles are like Aaron's got like he's more stand up, and then Tree is like really sit down, really squash on everything. Like you guys are yeah. very different styles and having those two like it's like you guys are an unlikely pair it's funny that you say that we're actually the same height and we were talking about that before yeah and we're it's like wow you're actually the same size as me but on the videos you, you know you look like you're somewhat smaller wow that is interesting yeah it's like i guess it's just a vibe that certain people put out like you just think of them as as taller yeah, because you don't just... actually see them in person, so it's just like a feeling that you get on tape. Like you can't actually tell how tall some people are. Like apparently Chris Farmer is like a monster, but you wouldn't really, you wouldn't really guess that because he doesn't really portray himself as a really tall person. Yeah, but... in person he really is. Like he looks, I don't know. Like he looks nothing like in video. He's like pretty tall, but he's like. He's just average, yeah, I guess. Especially from the baggy days. Like, it's like, hey, yeah, jeez, I don't even know. Short, but. He's an intricate fella. He's something else. Oh, yeah, baggy. Baggy makes makes people appear shorter. Oh, definitely. Yeah. They are. And Tree, Tree was rocking the baggy, or the, the basketball shorts. And then Aaron's more of a tight pants kind of guy. Well, at least, like, in the in the video. Have you ever basketball <laughs> Shorts are basketball shorts are so comfortable to skate in. So oh, yeah. so great. They're cool, and you can you have so much movement in your legs. Like just started out this summer, and it just it feels so good. When I was in Vegas, it was so hot that I had you know yeah you gotta wear shorts. 
Who is the first? Do you ever fall in basketball shorts and they like go, they ride right up your. your <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like you're wearing a little Speedo. <laughs> I did that a lot. Especially, especially like, with all the slides. Yeah. I always liked to, like, in, uh, in Bang, Don Bambrick, when he was going in his basketball shorts phase and he would fall. There were some really good ones. His legs are so skinny and his shorts <laughs> ride way up. The stuff he does, though, in basketball shorts is unfucking real. So like, crazy. It's insane. It, like, adds a whole new level of, like, fucking insanity for the shit that he's accomplished in basketball shorts, for sure. I, I love yeah, the fall just... section in Bang. Because the fall section is really good because he's wearing basketball shorts. I think Feinberg rocks some basketball shorts. And, like, someone, someone should compile a whole section of falls where all people are wearing basketball <laughs> shorts. <laughs> Yeah. So it's a new dynamic to it because you don't when you're in shorts it's like man i do not want to fuck up because this this is gonna ruin my day yeah it hurts there's nothing protecting your skin or your balls like if you were to nut yourself while yeah, oh, yeah. squash factor engage oh, like fucking terrible horrible I used to love that, though. I mean, believe it or not, like, I skate a lot of tight pants now, but, like, I used to, like, skate basketball shorts and sweatpants and the whole mind game get up or the monk pants were, like, my favorite. Feels good to rock some baggies. Yeah. Falls good for It's very weird how, like, different outfits make you feel so different when you're skating. Like, it totally changes the experience. Changes your style a lot. Like, uh, what's, what's your, what's your latest uniform, Todd? Um, lately I've been, I've been tight. I like black tight jeans. It just makes, it just makes wait a minute. We're fucking talking about pants again. <laughs> <laughs> it only took like, what, 10, 15 minutes on the Kevin Dowling. And now what? 20 minutes again. We're talking about pants. Is this my fault? Is this, do I do this every time? No, I, I think I brought up, or someone brought up the basketball shorts. We were talking about basketball shorts for I think a I while. did. <laughs> Who was it's, the first for basketball shorts? Like, uh, was it, was, uh, was it Haffy or Brand? Oh, Fe- was it Feinberg was the first to wear damn, basketball shorts? I remember watching people like in like the NIST days, though, doing, doing shorts and basketball shorts. So You know who I think, who I think made it like really running. big? It was Josh Petty. Oh, shit. He was That's the first, yeah. Well, well there may I have been people him. before him, but he, I think he was, he made it really popular. Like those old ASAs when he had Fifth Elements. Holy fuck. Have you watched those? They're, they're on YouTube. The, his runs, uh, when, when he's wearing the, the b-ball shorts, he did some really sweet stuff. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, fuck yeah. He was good. His UFOs were so interesting. Like, uh, he would do it. More like he wouldn't bend both of his knees. He would like bend his back knee yeah. down really far. And uh, fast plant alley-oop fish brain. That was the first oh, fast shit. plant alley-oop fish brain I saw. And he was oh. doing like uh, double grabs. I yeah. hadn't seen double grabs before. Or I had, but like more on did, vert. Uh, did Liu Kang topsail in one of the ASAs? And I was like, what? Yeah. <sighs> Josh nice Petty. Liu Kang mute 360s. He would do like little 360s, but really fast. Oh, fuck. So sick. Oh, shit. Shit. I gotta ask about the, uh, um, the thread the needle 
to to grinds. Had had you seen quality before, Tree? I'm sorry. Have I seen what? Hello. You broke up Hello? a little bit. Yeah. Oh shit! Had you seen quality before? I don't believe so. Um, because there's there's a couple variations that that Latimer did in that video, but I hadn't seen it. Um, I can't remember if he did grind thread the needle grind, and you did a couple of those, and they were amazing. Can you thread the needle on both sides? I haven't watched the edit to figure that out yet. No, no, I can just do it with my right. I can't. I can't do it with my left. I wish I could, but it doesn't work like that. So is the um, the thread the needle that you do is that grind the same grinding foot or is it a different grinding foot? Oh, it's a grinding foot. I have to like step onto the right foot so I can hop over to it. Um, that whole idea of step on is retarded too. That's like spot selection in my mind. Um, <laughs> Step on shouldn't really be a thing in rollerblading. What do you What do you think of that? Step on. What do you think the uh, idea, people are like? Oh, you stepped on. I think my biggest fear really is getting racked. So I kind of want to get one foot on first and then get the other foot on. I mean, I guess both my feet usually leave the ground before I'm doing a trick. But I think it's more of a safety thing for me that I've just kind of established over the years and it's one of those things where you can't unlearn it but i don't really get hurt as much that way so you know fuck it i'm, I'm gonna go with it i think it's just no, really, i don't, I don't it, care if they're not if you do a trick that's yeah cool. that's cool. i think it's just silly to 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 make a rule out of it because there's so many things that that you you would need to step on to do something and then if it's a rule that it's stupid to step on then you're just cutting out all of those tricks and just limiting what is possible and then you're also just limiting the way that people can potentially jump on a rail like if you're more comfortable stepping like that like aesthetically it's it's just different you can't say it's worse like it's just different well, you brought up, like, rules, and the thing about skating is there's no really rules to skating and except for the ones that you kind of give yourself, so yeah. why go against a rule that really doesn't exist? Exactly. Everyone should just do do it the way it's more, most comfortable for them. If they feel more comfortable stepping on, then that's how they should do it. Yeah, I mean, you can basically create, like, the most intricate, like, trick, like, depending on the difficulty of what you're doing. So, like, say it's, like, a step up, like, whatever, but if you give it, like, its own, like, you know, feng shui or whatever, like, it makes it, like, so unique. Like, some people probably couldn't even step up to a grind without killing themselves, like. Exactly. I don't know. Step up onto something that's neck high and you tell me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do? Yep. <laughs> it's a uh, how rollerblades aren't a. F is my voice okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Six. Rollerblades aren't a fixed position that um, it shouldn't be called step up. It's all like one fluid motion, pretty much. In other in <laughs> other things like on a BMX or a skateboard, the the positions are very fixed and it's weird that there's dumb rules like step up or uh 
grabs. What are some other? What are the other? What are like the unwritten rules of skating in 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 modern skating today? So it's a you can't grabs. Touch the ground. Oh, can't like with your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. Don't touch the no That's a big thing. Yeah. No hands. No hands. One no, thing they, no foot dragging. They pointed out a lot of like cess slides where you're not actually cess sliding, but your body's like on the ground, basically. Like, I don't get that. Like, <laughs> Kevin Yee ass slides. Mod slide. They, they had a fucking name for it. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's so funny to think that people put time in to to type out like. That was that's not even a real cess slide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like fucking shamu, shamu your body and do a fucking free willy slide. <laughs> tell me how awesome that feels and tell me it's not fucking worth it. Like it's fucking worth it. Like <laughs> fucking whole body's taking a fucking beating like during every trick cuz you're just trying to make it like your own or you're just really having fun just sliding around on the ground or that was the biggest thing. We were just trying to have fun. Yeah, fucking so much fucking fun. Like, <laughs> it was it was a blast doing it for sure. So much fun. I think the first uh, the first body slide that I saw, Todd may have been there too, was uh, Dallas from Calgary, Alberta. Did one like under a ground rail inside of this uh, indoor gym, and it blew me away. It was like lying down completely like his face almost had to be to the side or else he was going to hit his <laughs> nose on the rail it was incredible <laughs> that was the best and then and then after he made it he like cheered himself <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh the pavement's important like if you're if you're in one in like an indoor skate park or a really smooth um skate park pavement the the like the lying down, like, uh, luge slide possibilities, I haven't fully explored them, but um, it's, it's possible to do them, like, fakey, too. Like, you could you could do a fakey underneath the rail where you can't see where you're going. You Whoa. just have to... That'd be, like, head no one, first. That'd be, like, oh, Superman. Yeah. Superman, but on your back? Yeah, no one's done that. That'd be sick. No. No, and no one's explored like spinning around on their ass and then lying down. Like if you if you spun on your ass and were sliding towards the rail, and people were like, "Oh shit, he's gonna hit the rail," and then you quickly pencil and go under it. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That'd be amazing. All the textures of like the ground create like a whole new possibility to like every obstacle you skate. So like you know you're not gonna do it on some grimy. Oh, pebbly, pebbly like skin like taking away unless you're wearing like full body armor like, like that, all like plastic. that chlorine park that's just all road rash yeah. no matter what you, you touch yeah. it's just instant road rash well that's yeah. the thing like people people have to start wearing special outfits for body slides like yeah. really like shiny or slippery like uh pvc materials so they can just slide like crazy on their bodies Got, got oh, no. plates on my fucking I thought about that. Have you ever seen the old edit, like where uh, I think it's what's his name, Mike Leaf is doing like a knuckle slide in the rock killer section, and he's like doing a like on his knuckles, but he's also got both front wheels, and he's basically like just cruising across the top of this thing. I thought about that the whole time we were making that edit, Whoa. like a way to create like where you're doing like, a slide on the ground, but yet you're just, like, your hands are sliding across the ground, but your wheels are going, too, so it's, like, a, 
really weird, like, like intricate, like the Return to Oz or whatever with the monkeys. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, the Wheelers. <laughs> yeah, dude, those things freaked me out. Like, me nightmares when I was a kid. Those things are so scary. We've talked about them um, actually. No one's explored uh, putting skates on their hands and uh, the grind variations that you could do when you if you had two extra sets of soles on your hands. Oh, and it, well, like if someone did a full section and they were dressed up like the Wheeler from Return to Oz, <laughs> like a handstand railroad, like yeah. oh, my oh my god, god. handstand railroad. They Holy, if you if they if they weren't even skates, if they were like specially designed, that like they were gloves, but they had like wheels on them, so it wouldn't be ghetto like having skates on your hand, but it would actually be like skate gloves. Yeah, it would look like part of your body, and you wouldn't even know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. It's an awesome you'd, idea. You'd be so scary if you were good at it. You could dress <laughs> really crazy and scare people at night. Like, come out of an alleyway. <laughs> you go to the bar, and you're just, like, getting drinks with wheel gloves. like. <laughs> and just the unnatural movements, like, in the darkness, people would see this, like on all fours thing and they would think it was like this floating cougar or something (laughs) they could just like bark at people (laughs) yeah that you would have to come up with some weird sound that you make you could attach speakers to yourself and it would be this like (laughs) people would hear it and just start running shit (laughs) just roll through the neighborhood and put people to sleep because you have like the fucking like waterfall sounds and you're just like your designated like neighborhood watch fucking cougar blader <laughs> through the fucking neighborhood. <laughs> that that. You got a wake up fucking horn on your shit so that when you're cruising around at five in the morning delivering papers, you're just like, get the fuck up, your paper's here. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ambulance sounds just to draw people out because everybody always wants to know what the fuck's going on because they're all nosy and shit and then they just wake up pissed like what the fuck I hate that guy (laughs) that fucking asshole with the weak gloves Todd did you see that that link that I just uh, posted on the on the Facebook of this guy named Slow Mo I did did you go to his website no I watched the the trailer Holy shit. He just skates in slow motion most of the time. Awesome. And he used to be a neurologist, and he quit being a rich doctor to rollerblade in slow motion. (laughs) Full full time. His website's amazing. He makes songs, and he's written two books. Wow. (laughs) The covers are incredible. Yeah, I must meet him. He's if, beyond uh, wizard. If people he, don't know he, what we're talking about, it's a it's a Kickstarter video. We posted it on our Facebook. It's like a trailer about this older guy that used to be a neurologist that just gave it up and started just rollerblading. In slow motion. Exclusively in slow motion. Most of the time. You mean in like in motion. real time, but he's skating in slow motion. Is that what's going yeah. on? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. His movements are and he does it them really slowly. And he makes, like, a living off of it? Um, I don't even know. I, it was a trailer for the documentary, but it's, uh, it's one of those people that you get really inspired that um, 
we always hide most of our crazy and we don't go 100% crazy. And this guy has. He's very, he's very well-spoken in the interview and everything. I, I always think about, uh, have you guys ever thought about what it would be like to just commit fully to being a crazy rollerblader person? Have you thought about that? For sure. When you're growing up, you basically give up everything just to like pursue like your hobby that, you know, doesn't have like an immediate like future to follow. Like you're, you're like doing something basically all the time that, you know, isn't really gonna, it's not a fruitful ambition by any means, by any means. And then it gets stuck. It's, it's like stuck in there. And no matter at, how much time you take away from it, the, the fact that you've spent that much time obsessing over it when you're younger, it's like you can't, it's like a, an extra part of your body that you can't cut off. It's well, a good it becomes, thing. That- it becomes like a reflex thought or like you spend so much time doing it and so much time thinking about it through those key like developmental years, like as a teenager and then as a young adult, that even after you stop doing it, your mind is just so used to, like I'm constantly just thinking about skating still, just probably just out of habit, just because that's what I've thought about for the last 20 years. So it's not like even if I stop doing it, my brain will still dream about it. Whenever I hear a song, it'll just trigger... Yeah. Mind skating. You just do mind skating all the time. All day. Driving in your car, like from fucking work to fucking home or home to work or to a friend's house. Like, yeah, like other people just sit in their cars and like look at, you know, who knows what, listen to some like crappy radio station and dwell on like how shitty their day is. And you're just like constantly like your (laughs) eyes, your eyes are fucking wide open because you're like so perceptive of like the world around you and like how much it has to offer you for what you actually care about. And yeah, you get so much more out of it than you would any general hobby or ordeal. Like so fascinating. Like, and that's, it's weird to see people that like, like fall off or like just like give up or like, have the same feelings you do, but yet they like, like turn their like, like feelings towards it, and they focus on how like shitty their lives are and like all the things they have not to look forward to, versus like making the best of like what they grew up on and like, like all the possibilities of like your future, like you know, just the fun of like being able to go out and watch something, if you're like too old to do it, but yet you find like that like awesomeness about it. It's just fucking so unreal. I love it. Have you guys taken extended breaks from skating? Either of you? Uh, I do all the time. No. I didn't. I made a profile like two years ago and I didn't really start back skating until this summer. And what what clicked with it? Like uh, when you. Was it one specific session? that you uh, had that yeah, actually it was i skated with um zach flynn in vegas we i we had a we we're recording uh, the band i work you know i do work for was recording a album in vegas so i was staying there for the summer and uh zach was there in town for a little bit or you know for like a weekend or so and i met up with him and skated with the guys there i just remembered how much fun it was to skate with other people and you know just have a session and not worry about things and it just brought me back into it it's like why did why haven't i been doing this the whole time basically <laughs> that's sweet that would be i haven't skated with him yet but he would he would have that infectious feeling of like fun it definitely does it's definitely the drive to just like 
I want to do something. I don't care what it is. I, I'm going to do it because he's doing it. Look, you know, he makes it look like so much fun. God damn it. He's someone, you two and him and uh, Michael Briggs is another guy. I want yeah, to film with like, all of you guys. Yeah, he's sweet. That, I like that, watching all the stuff. His, he's got such a unique thing going on. Like, uh, it's, it's weird that there's a, there's certain, there's no one like, uh, no big pro or, or anyone well-known that's super, super creative, really. Matthew Ledoux is like the closest thing, but he's not a big name. What? Isn't that, really? really what do you think about this? I think he's a huge name. I mean, he's somebody that like, for as like much as he has probably going on in his personal life, which I don't know anything about. I watched an interview on him, like... He, man, like, he's incredible for, like, how well he, like, keeps up with everything that he's doing. He's, like, such a productive dude. Like, like I really appreciate watching him, like, do his thing because his style is fucking out of this world. And he's just, like, well-rounded, just, like a life person. It just person. seems so natural when, whenever he's doing Yeah, he's too. a fucking natural dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's a wizard for sure. I think, like, he's very, very well-known, and he's obviously really good and almost every, everybody is aware of his skating and he's got a lot of fans, but he hasn't really been celebrated like he doesn't, he, by the industry, I mean, he's not really, oh, like his yeah. name's not on a boot and he's not <clears throat> like one of the headliners for one of the major companies and things, which is really weird. I mean, he was like kind of flow for Volo for a bit, but they never promoted him. He was kind of with Shadow for a bit, but they never promoted him. Like, it's weird that a skate company hasn't really taken him and made him their big superstar, you know, like their Montre or their, yeah. uh, their Broscow, like a comp- like it's weird. Yeah, it is. He's, he's so fucking awesome. Like he, he's such an intricate person, man. Yeah. You, I don't know. There's no words to describe like the exposure he deserves, like the, well, that was stuff park, his parkour stuff is amazing. Yeah. Oh my he, God. He's, he's, yeah. he's a professional stunt man. Yeah, that too. So he's, very well-rounded, for sure. Yeah. I always think that the the market of skating and trying to sell products, like, we're all getting older, but that always stays the same. It's always, like, marketed towards, like, a very specific demographic of, like, early 20s or whatever. And uh, Matthew Ledoux like, one of those dudes that's kind of like an older skater that uh, would represent, like, an older generation I don't even know. Uh, my point, yeah, is skating just marketed to a very specific demographic, and that's why Matthew Ledoux isn't a big name. Like, but even if even he, if you're would, marketing to, to young kids, like, aren't they gonna think that Matt Ledoux's skating is sick? What up? What we're up? back. Yo, we're what back. Tom, what were you saying about Matthew Ledoux? Well. I'm just like he seems like the most or like a very marketable person to any demographic like I wouldn't think that uh, I just it I, I'm just confused as to why nobody grabbed him like doesn't it seem like a lot like like in the world of pros it's less diverse than ever yeah, uh, uh, yeah to a certain extent there's just a very specific style of skating that yeah. if you're a younger person growing up uh, on skating, you, you'll have a very specific style. And Matthew Ledoux doesn't fit into that 
the the mold. Yeah, that's what. And that mold is getting smaller and smaller. It feels like. Yeah. Instead of bigger. But from an outside perspective, like for people that don't really know anything about rollerblading or what it is, like it would be a, a very good marketable decision based off the fact that free running itself incorporated with like the wheels on your feet like it's it's undeniable that like the boundaries that he pushes with how he like intertwines like both and like what he does like people would be retarded not to like understand that you know by looking at it from an outside perspective they'd be like all about it like there's no way like you could just be like oh no have you guys had a chance to uh, skate with matthew i did sort of he wasn't skating he was he was hurt but uh, it was very interesting skating with him. He's like a coach, or he can like break th- break things down really intelligently. Like he'll tell you exactly what you're doing wrong, or he'll tell you what your leg needs to be doing, or how you need to put your weight. He'll just break down the mistakes that you're making in a really scholarly kind of way. Like he's like a PE teacher, or like a, a <laughs> like a like a coach. He's like a a rollerblading coach. He's very intelligent when it comes to body movements and and all that yeah he's really super friendly he's french yeah i think a lot of people have that in a group like you guys not have that in your group like like people that just like try to help each other out and like tell you what you're doing wrong no i think that's mostly what we've been doing right i mean yeah, like we do. I mean, everyone does do it to a certain extent. He, he just struck me as as being way better at it than anybody I'd ever seen. <laughs> like he would break it down in such a. Did we lose Joey? I'm here. I'm oh. listening. <laughs> <laughs> Joey. Um, he would just break it down in such an intelligent way, such a simple and digestible way that made complete sense. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah. That's exactly what I need to do. Um, I I always like the idea of the person that's uh, filming sometimes or that objective perspective. They can help add things to the trick as well. Hell yeah. Oh, definitely. Those that, are often the best tricks where someone else directs you and says, oh, you should try doing this. And then you do it. It's like a, it's like a merging of ideas. I think most of the, you know, most of the video was just that. It was, you know, a lot of things I was like, you know, when I was skating, it was like, it'd be like, eh, whatever. And then, you know, Aaron would be like, hey, you should do this and do that, and that would be sweet. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll actually try that now instead of just piddle paddling around. Yeah, I get that a lot with Ryan. Like, when I film with Ryan Benner, like, he always tries to tell me something different to do to try to make it a little bit better. If not better, but it's, like, harder for me because if you do it, like, first try, he, like, he sees, like, you know, like, that was a little too easy. You should probably try to do this or like you know as far as like going fakey or forwards into a trick versus like whatever but it's it's always like those outside perceptions and how people like tell you you should do like things like it kind of like pushes you to like i don't know you're not trying to please anybody but you're like at the same time you're trying to actually push yourself totally it pushes you out of your habits too oh definitely yeah i don't really build up habits (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's hard to break habits, actually. Like, um, I really, like, every time I film an edit or just, like, go out and film with someone, like, always look for something, like, different to do that is something that I've never really thought of before or something that I can do that's, like, you know, 
like, oh, shit. Like, I learn something new every time because I'm just like, throw your body at this or do this with your body or use your hands more because, you know, it's part of your body. You're just one big fucking unit. So, you know, I'm a bigger guy. So it's like, why not take advantage of the fucking meat that I have on my body to fucking, you know? fucking throw that shit around jiggle around have a good time like it's fucking it's awesome man like, throw that meat fuck yeah toss it around that's a that, coconut. that uh that's an advantage though for uh for speed if you're if you're bigger in skating you can you can like uh for park skating and certain momentum based tricks that's uh that's a good thing. It's a good thing I think. And you're switching from are you switching from carbons to to adapts coming up here? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm super excited about that actually. Have you tried them yet? Like have you tried someone else's pair? No. I've talked to uh Peter and Olga about um you know, just like basic like back and forth emails and uh started talking to them. I was introduced to them through, like, uh, Chad and Brad Anthony. Um, just, like, talking to them and stuff. And, like, they're just, like, a really nice, like, vibe. And, like, I did a lot of research on, like, their like their backstories and stuff. Like, and how they're, like, all about, like, the quality of their products and stuff. So, you know, the handmade thing is, like, a totally different, like, ordeal, I guess. Like, they're, like, they do a lot of testing and stuff that you don't get, like, with, like, general, like, marketing, I guess, per se. Like, I don't know. It just seems like the way that, you know, it's been marketed and, like, from what I've read on it, like, it's, like, a completely different feeling on your on your feet and stuff. And I, I really wanted to see what that's about. And I don't know. Like, I've been skating the same shit for a year now. Like, I've never had a pair of skates for, like, longer than a year. And carbons have been really, like, good to me, but... I mean, I just want to try something new, you know? Should be getting yours any day now, right? Yeah, it's, it's been a while coming. They take a while to make. It's like three weeks like to make, I guess. And you have to wait a while, but, I mean, for the, the quality you're getting, like, why not, you know? Like, I don't know. They say it's something, like, the skates are more, like, closer to the feeling of shoes on your feet, which is basically, I guess, what skates are. But, um, I mean... If it's, like, a, a different feeling that you're not used to, then it'll be more fun to, like, test out because you can, you know, like, get used to it. And it could be something, like, that creates more possibilities for, like, your feet and, like, the, the actions that you're doing. Like, I just, I, I'm very interested and very excited about it. And, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. I mean... I mean, I'm excited to see how your um, style adapts to the skate. <laughs> <laughs> you shall see. I was. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, no, like you guys have had, like different like varieties of skates, and like you can totally tell like you lose tricks and gain tricks like based off like the different like like feelings of like different skates, right? Totally. Yeah. Definitely, it's like different outfits. Um. I always go back to cuffless rims every single time because yeah. that's the the closest I can get to to the way I like to use skates. But you are right. If I go to something like a 
Jado, it's so different how I use that skate. Oh, I, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if they'll have either of you guys skated Jados before. Oh yeah, I skated Jados for a really long time. Like and, you have so much variety, like in what you can do, like. Oh man, yeah, shadows are like really. Oh, I don't even know. They're awesome. Like I don't have anything bad to say about any skates I've ever actually worn because they've all been like really good to me. Like, you know, like I haven't stopped skating because like a certain skate like sucked. Like, <laughs> they're just I don't know. They all have their really awesome, like different controls and different speeds of slide and like soul plate like makes like shadows create like a whole new like realm of like creativity it's a much different uh feel for a skate um definitely let's go around the table and everyone name their worst skate ever that they've ever had the, oh, the worst skate that they've experienced in their skating life so todd you can go first uh the one worst it's i i really liked carbons but just for the fact that they were like a torture device that I would put on my foot every time I went skating. But they weren't the worst. Like, I, I really liked them, aside from being a torture device. The worst, let me think of the worst. What did they do that was, like, so torturous? Like, what was the torture part of those skates? Like, I've got really wide feet, and the side of them is really really hard it's made of carbon <laughs> and uh and it, it was just pressing a, against a bone on the side of my foot every time i would go skate and then that bone got irritated and there was a bunion so yeah i'll just go with that that was yeah they were the worst <laughs> someone else can go next but mine hands fucking down were the the first uh razors super lights <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the when they changed the boot and it was like an Aragon, like the new Razor's boot. When did you get those? I went yeah. through a I went through a really bad skate crisis. <laughs> <laughs> so bad that you got fucking Razors. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had nowhere to go. It was it was winter. I had tried other skates. the 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 marketing was like it's going to be really close to your foot. I just, I was at a bad place in my life. <laughs> I was looking for answers wherever I could find them. Hey, my my stint with them wasn't as bad as Josh's. Josh bought them, did one really nice line in the bowl and landed every trick and was just like, oh, no, these aren't good and never touched them again. <laughs> when did you get these? Uh, I got them... Okay, my skate crisis. I got like three different pairs of skates. The first OS, me, Leon, Josh, and Brian all got them. And within, I think, uh, three days, none of us were skating them anymore. Um, and then and then I maybe went back to Shadows. But yeah, it was like in the wintertime in Vancouver. And I remember going to Heroin and, and uh, just think like skating and trying to pretend that I was having fun, <laughs> trying to pretend that on the outside I was enjoying skating, but deep down I was, I was having a, a hurting, intense mental battle with my skates. 
And I was trying to tell myself that eventually they'll break in, eventually they'll feel good. And then I, I thought everyone knew that they were bad for me, but no one wanted to tell me. And that made it worse. Someone just needed to come up and, and be like, put their hand on my shoulder and be like, Joey, what are you doing? Just getting razors. Come on, man. Are you okay? What's up? What's going on? You need someone to talk to? Having my troubles skates, at home? My skates, I think, like they said Aragon on them. Like, and I was, a, I was in my late 20s. <laughs> you like Aragon? No, I love Aragon, but just the idea of like the new hot razor skate with like the Aragon name on it, just it's kind of like having a, but yeah, a crisis that an identity crisis. (laughs) So then, who's next? Tree, worst skates. Uh, I think it's a toss up between the Fila skates and the USD Cyrus. (laughs) The Fila skates just. They they didn't slide at all, and they're so different from like others. Like the plastics were so different, and like I go through soles really fast because I set slide a lot. And you know, once they're gone, what do you do? You know, you gotta try to find some parts from a place that made skates for you know, it seems to be like maybe a year. And then the Cyruses were just like I won a pair of Cyruses in a competition, and they were just so heavy that. It was hard to lift my feet up to, you know, do a trick. The, sole, the soles were huge, but just getting there was the hardest part. <laughs> I think they're like two sizes too big for me too, so that probably also doesn't help. Uh, it's so funny to think that Fila made skates. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't long, but they did it. What the USD? What are they now? Don't didn't they buy the shelf from them? There's like oh, some- uh, realms. I think. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Why hasn't anyone bought the Solomon shell yet? Yeah, uh, they seriously. have. There's like, I've seen things on eBay that have the Solomon shell on it. And the soft yeah, I've boot. seen that too. Do you think they're as good though? They look exactly. They like. They look like Solomon's. I would be tempted to try one. I mean, I've seen them for like twenty bucks on eBay. So for that price, I would be willing to give them a shot. Probably just as good as like other crap on the market. Oh, it's all crap for the most part. <laughs> Not enough advertising. That that's uh, skates. When we look back, even um, like when we're old and on our deathbeds, we're gonna realize just how silly our skates were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Skates yeah. are so far from being uh, designed for what we actually do and what. Like, the way that you think of skating in your head is always limited to how your skate feels. Like, it's always limited to how good the technology is at the time. Like, when you think of doing fluid motions with wheels attached to your feet, it's always like, uh, I I mean, if I could get, Todd, the flesh wheels implanted, would you do it? No. (laughs) Having wheels on your feet all the time? (laughs) <laughs> it's funny you say that Todd did you ever get that message I sent you about like how I like your artwork and how I was going to get wheels tattooed on my feet I did yeah, yeah. like I'm really interested in that because like I've seen a lot of your artwork like on your stuff and like you're fucking awesome 
How would you I get them to touch your feet? Like yeah. the bottom of your feet? Yeah, know. like the side of your feet, so you'll be like rolling. <laughs> Even when you're rolling in your wheelchair, you'll have like fucking like 16 wheels deep. <laughs> that would be Holy sweet. Fuck. Yeah, that's my idea. Like a tree, like growing into your, down your leg, and then your roots, like what you grew up on your whole life, is basically right there, like to remind you of like everything that you are. Like, I want wheels on the side of my feet. That's cool. I might just draw this tattoo and then get it myself. I might copy that <laughs> tattoo as well. Fuck. Hey, let's all get, let's it. All get it. the same tattoo. Yeah, all together. Though. There you go. Yeah. I'll fucking do it. Makes this happen. Yeah, out of my fucking uh, amateur amateur tattoo artist dungeon. <laughs> let's go to that. Let's do it. <laughs> you, got, you got a hook up there, man. Yeah, we'll get on some fucking white trash heroin house on an AIDS couch with Perfect. some fucking guy named Ted. That's Buck. the only place. <laughs> Aaron, what your worst skates? We got uh, Mine's really quick and easy. There's really no way to describe it. But uh, the Rosie Kutais. Mm. Yeah. Weren't those kind of sick? Weren't, Todd, did you have those? I did. I liked mine. I liked, them. I liked them too. They were what, really innovative. What but, kind like, did you have? I had the blue, the navy blue ones. The blue and white? Yeah. I know. I wanted the white ones because Blake Dennis, like, when I used to watch Blake Dennis skate, I was like, dude, he's got gnarly dreads. Fucking, he's, like, all fucking Viet Cong on shit, dude. He was just fucking, uh. But I ended up only able to get the navy blue ones. And mm. I, for some reason, like, I don't know, I might have lost, like, a year's worth of skating to them because I couldn't really do anything with them huh yeah I, but, yeah I had the blue ones I liked them yeah they slid really good it's just I think it was hard to lock on tricks on that in those guys Todd did you get them because of Blake Dennis yeah so. that's the whole reason I got them because Blake Dennis and they might that. have just been the only um the closest thing to fifth elements that I could get yeah, I had Where'd fifth elements too. I actually liked those for some reason. Like, I know they were very similar, but like in a way, they were like very different. Like the the buckle on the kutais would always break. Like it's almost like a a valo buckle. Like it would just break so quick. And I never really learned too much in them, but they were like a nice innovative skate. Like the way they were leaning towards like the flex and stuff. Like the flex was amazing in them. Like yeah. I've not gotten that in any other skate like I did in those for some reason. Like, the, the way the material, the plastic was on them. But, I mean, I mean honestly, yeah, for me, that's, like, my worst skate. Like, I don't have too much to say about yeah, I don't. I don't remember them being that great for grinds. I do remember them being really comfortable, though. Uh-huh. Those were very comfortable skates. They had, like, the, the kind of, like, the leatherish liner. Oh, the gel, the gel heel. It was like the first time I ever felt like a gel heel in my skate, and I remember breaking it, and then it's just all downhill from there. Like, oh, my skates just fucking came on themselves, and I can't fucking, I don't even know what to do now. No shock absorber. Horrible. It sucks having shitty skates. Yeah. <laughs> having uh, shitty wheels and bearings. No good. I can't do it. Just yeah. shitty shit. 
Having shitty shit that clacks around and it's really loud, and you hear your bearings like <laughs> like whistling. They're like making songs of shit. The swords are like, like and slow. And the bolts are loose, and you just shit your pants. Yeah, <laughs> for dinner. Clackety clack clack skates. All you day. walk in, everyone's like, "Where have you been? Oh, did you shit your pants?" <laughs> and you have shitty clacky skates. You know what that reminds me of where like everybody has like this mental laugh breakdown? There's this time when I was like a kid and like we all ate this like disturbingly old like blue ice cream from this our friend Eli's freezer. And we're just we were laying there and we like could not stop laughing for like three hours. Just we're all laying there like fucking four dudes on a bed, just like like, yeah, we just totally fucking mowed down that fucking ice cream that had mold and shit all over it. <laughs> and we got so fucking livid. We were listening to, like, fucking corn. And <laughs> so fucking terrible. Like, <laughs> we were all deathly sick and probably dying, but we thought it was, like, the best time of our life. Ordeal so poison. Funny. When things get so shitty that they become funny, and then you start laughing hysterically at how shitty that your life is, that's the best. <laughs> that's a kind of euphoria that can only be earned by having a really shitty life. It's a very unique, like, you can't, if you're, like, really successful and healthy, that, that level of euphoria that you can get to is impossible. Oh, yeah, they always try and replicate that in movies, hey? Like a character will hit rock bottom and just start laughing at how silly life is. Yeah. The insanity laugh. <laughs> the insanity laugh. That's so fun. I think a really good one. Do you remember, Joey, the, in the task around that I went on, there's a, th- a, a scene, I think Leon put it online, of just him talking in the car. And it's oh, like a couple I love long. that. And and our lives are shit, and he's, like, laughing really hysterically. That was one of those moments. Is that where he's like, this is what they did to promote their fucking hotel? They put rooms. Rooms. Oh, yeah. Rooms. <laughs> no debit, no credit, no cash. What the fuck? Rooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where he had the theory that uh, this material gets released. <laughs> this material? In your <laughs> Wait, oh, is that dude, online? I I, we have to put that out. That's so funny. You guys have to come to Canada and yeah. skate. Well, we definitely yeah, that's to. fucking totally in the fucking regimen for next year. Like, that's ideal. Like, the scenery there is... Oh man, incredible! Fuck yeah! I like the vibe of Canada. Like I've been to Toronto and like Windsor. You guys are on the west coast or the west side of Canada, right? I don't know if it's any different there, but uh, it definitely seems like a like a 
I don't know. I just like I just like being there and the people there. Is you guys notice a difference between Canada and like the United States? Oh yeah, huge. <laughs> I remember uh, my only time experiencing um, skating in the states was I went to a barn burner once, and it was it. I got a similar feeling of like skating my razors. Like uh, I felt kind of depressed after. Like. Uh, uh, it was more just like the atmosphere and, and I wasn't uh, in touch with myself enough to be like confident to skate. But I remember it being so competitive and serious and uh, it wasn't as open as I thought it was going to be. But again, it could have just been my my uh, perception of the whole thing, my projections. What about – was that yours, Todd? Oh, that was a horrible trip. That was very <laughs> depressing. But the United States – the United States in general are uh... – it's is how do you describe it it's because it's very similar but it's very different the people are very different <laughs> the, uh, the tim hortons have- here is very different from the tim hortons in canada i'll tell you that do you guys have tim hortons there dude I su- we, we I, do we do i supervised the tim hortons for four years <laughs> really? really yeah so you're like canadian eh Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking, dude, we had a Canadian owner. Like, he like came down and bought the furthest one south, and that's the one I worked at for four years. Wow. Yeah, Holy I shit. get fucking tanked. I used to get really drunk when I would load the, uh, the, uh, what is it, when you stock up, like, when the truck would come in, and I would just sit in the back and drink while I loaded boxes. It was pretty depressing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You have people in the parking lot, like, just, like, fucking, uh, what is that when you're in the parking lot? Like, just drinking it up for a game or something? Oh, tailgating. Tailgating. Yeah, oh. it was actually a tailgating job. And you have, like, all the drunk Canadian truckers. I used to trade coffee for Canadian cigarettes. Because they had, like, because <laughs> they had, like, the limp dick on the package. Like, of the cigarette, like, this will fuck up your dick. <laughs> it's Oh yeah, that's that's only in Canada, right? The the pictures on you guys don't have like the threatening pictures on cigarettes. Wow, <laughs> no, no, it's only in Canada. That's why I was like, oh, dude, you're so rad. I got Canadian cigarettes for trading coffee. And the truckers would always like want like they'd always want to fill. They'd have their mugs full of like half alcohol and want you to like top them off with like coffee. And I'm just like. <laughs> I don't know if this is a really good idea because I could be responsible for the death of like fifty people. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then yeah. those dudes like they would piss in jugs because they'd stay up like all night and they would just like sit there and piss in a jug all night and then chuck it out right by the fucking mailbox where I'd go out to get the mail. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. I, I still haven't done that on a road trip. I think it's like a rite of passage, but. <laughs> have you pissed in a in a jug or a bottle or anything on a road trip? Um, I pissed out the back of a window or like as riding passenger seat and I would piss out the window and try and yeah, it was pretty fucked up I guess. You just like hover like by the window but it just ends up going all over the car. You got most of it out though? Uh yeah, for the most part. I mean the guy in the back seat would obviously have his window up because you learn like to not keep it down <laughs> while somebody in the front's pissing because it's like I gotta try shadow. that one gotta try that one do you remember 
Todd when Mason took that uh that bag of chips and <laughs> and used it as like a windsock outside of the car, but then all of the chips blew inside of the car and we were in like a cir- <laughs> circulating circulating universe of yeah. chips flying around. <laughs> have you have you guys ever on like road trips where like there'll be a car following behind you and you basically like you know how, like, the circulation of, like, the wind outside the car, like, can bring it back in the car? So you, like, try to throw stuff out so that it comes right back in or try to throw <laughs> it to the car behind you so that they can try to catch it? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking fun as shit. Like, because you, you're, you like, fucking with, like, physics while you're, like, trying to enjoy your ride because you get so, like, bored that you, like, try to think of new things. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we've had one goal from the front seat, like, in the passenger side all the way back around to the driver, all the way around the back of the car. Like, what? Incredible. Yeah, you can do it. What what did you use? Plastic bags, just like grocery bags or uh, paper towels don't work so well. But, like, yeah, you can, like, if you notice when you're driving and, and, like, you leave your windows down and you're, like, you don't have anything in a bag that you have sitting, like, in your floorboard and it ends up floating around and scaring the shit out of you while you're driving because you're just, like... Oh shit! Like the perpetual motion brings it up, and you, like, you have shit floating around in your car, like you're filming American Beauty while you're like fucking driving. <laughs> what is that about? Like when when I'm driving in a car and like a, p- a piece of paper flies up in the back seat, and I could get in a fucking accident, but I'm more worried about the piece of paper going out the window. Like, oh shit, I'm gonna litter. <laughs> Exactly. Or do I need that? Is that important? <laughs> Shit. Is that a receipt? <laughs> it's like somebody else yeah. driving, like some environmentalist sees something go out of your car and they're like, oh my god, that fucking asshole just littered. <laughs> like, like, come get me. <laughs> it's worse when you like drop a cigarette when you're, when you're driving and you're like, oh, this is the end of the world and you're not even paying attention to what's going on. You're down there like, oh, this is going to catch on fire and it's going to burn my seat. Man, have you guys ever hit a fucking deer while driving? Oh, no. No, well, close. Close a, a couple times. I hear it's horrific, though, that it's hard to drive after oh, for a while. God, I was in the middle of a city during a Louisville-Kentucky uh, battle, and we were driving between spot to spot, and my girlfriend was driving, and she she hit a deer in my car, and I had my skates on in the passenger seat, and... I had to get out of the car. Like, we were in the city, too. It ran through a church parking lot out of nowhere. And I fucking watched it hit the window, and its face came in the window. And, it, like, the blood and shit went all over my girlfriend's face, and, like, the glass was all over the place. And then I watched the, fucking, I watched the deer. The deer fucking flew, like, 30 feet, and it looked like a fucking golden retriever. Like, bobblehead and shit, tongue out of its mouth. I was just like wow, this just happened, and I had no time to react to, like, freak out or anything, and everybody's, like, freaking out. So I got out with my skates on in the middle of the street and, like, dragged her out of the car, and there's, like, blood everywhere. And this was pretty recent. (laughs) And we ended up going to, like, the next skate spot while my car was getting towed, and we were basically stranded. (laughs) So it was fucking intense. Like, everybody in the back seat had deer hair all over them, and I'm, like... I had to, like, pull the car over to the side of the road. My knuckles were, like, grinding on, the like, the caved-in glass with deer hair and blood all over me. Whoa. It was awesome. Did your girlfriend Holy. have blood all over her face? Was she crying? 
Yeah, she was freaking out. She was, like, trembling and, like, apologizing because she, like, wrecked my car. And I was just like, I'm just glad everybody's okay. But she's, like, crying profusely. And I'm, like, pouring water on her, like, cuts, like, from where the glass is embedded and, like, all of our skin. And, like, the deer hair was the worst part because it was just, like, in our mouths and hair. And we couldn't get it out for, like, a couple weeks. Oh, my God. And the deer died? Oh, it was dead. Two fucking two Asians and a Honda Civic pulled up right after we did it, and they're trying to ask us if they can take it home, like to yeah. eat it, fucking make a blood sacrifice, even though it's already dead. And I'm sitting here on the phone with my insurance, and like these ladies are like bugging me, and I'm like, hey, you need to go talk to the police officer. Like, I don't. You can take the fucking deer. It's not like I'm going to keep it as a trophy because my car's wrecked. Like, there's no way to do anything with it. You should have. You should have sold it to them. Well, they, like a couple hundred bucks. It's yours. <laughs> That's your kill. They stood there for a while, like trying if to figure kill it, out. You own it. That's how they, it works. Just, like, <laughs> they gave up. Like they gave up because there was no way they could get it in their little car. Like, and our friend Scott Rothless, or however you say his name, like we had like everybody there was like super nice and like offered. We like rode in the back of a truck to the next spot and like everybody took care of us and was really nice and still went to the bar and. It was just, it was, it was a really weird, but, like, awesome experience, and, like, everything worked out, like, really well, because everybody was really, like, you know, just, like, down. Like, you don't get that at other places, like, it was because, of, like, all rollerblader friends, like, were, like, so, like, giving and, like, didn't care about their time, even though there's, like, something going on, like, the event and stuff, like, people went out of their ways and just, like, came out of their houses and offered us, like, clothes and, like, all kinds of stuff, and it... <laughs> It was a really nice experience, but fucked up at the same time because I, like, find myself so fucking scared, like, driving so now and thinking, like, I see, like, shadow deer, like, fucking just waiting for the motherfuckers to come out so I can fucking nail them again. Fuck. Like, they can smell their kin on my car. Like, they know I just <laughs> fucking murdered one of their families, so they just want to attack me. So, the, okay, the blood on your girlfriend's face, was that her blood or the deer's blood? The deer's blood. It was the deer's blood. <laughs> yeah. So did, did she keep it on when she went to the bar? No. <laughs> no, I was pouring water on her, but yeah, we basically kept the same clothes on the whole time. <laughs> it wasn't like you could tell, but like when we got to like the next spot, like they announced it and stuff, and it was just like really awkward. Like like everybody just kinda kept doing what they were doing. <laughs> it was kinda like whatever. <laughs> but uh yeah, we were pretty fucked up. When we went to pick up my car after the incident happened, um, my mom and my girlfriend went and uh, picked up my car. <laughs> and my mom made a joke, like, saying that, like, oh, I think they missed a deer hair. And then my girlfriend just immediately started breaking down crying. Like, <laughs> like having, like, a super attack. And it's, like, my mom's laughing, but she's, like, you know, my girlfriend's bawling her eyes out, like, freaking out. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> oh, the has she driven since then? Your girlfriend? Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's driving. She's doing her thing. Just don't, don't drive just my don't car. Don't make any. No, no deer comments. Uh, I try not to because I know it gets. I mean, even myself, like I'm pretty scared about it, so I don't. I don't say too much about it. You know, she's gonna hear this and. A total relapse. Yeah, I should have relapsed, cried, epiphany. She'll <laughs> be all right. 
Why don't people... Uh, has anyone ever soaked themselves in blood for a section? Uh, I have. Yeah, you did this, the screaming. I thought that was, a, that was awesome. You, did you do some tricks with blood on you? I did. I did. I, I did a lot of tricks with the blood-covered thing. We just went to Skate Plaza and... Uh, and dicked around, but, like, when we filmed, like, the zombie stuff in the park and stuff, like, people were just kind of, like, it wasn't, like, zombie season, I guess, or Halloween-ish, like, time, so it was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty cool. I mean, it, it makes you think about how, like, when other people go out and film, like, weird stuff, like, their own, like, hobbies and stuff, like, like, how they get looked at, and you feel so awkward, like, but at the same time, you realize that like, you're doing something for yourself, so you kind of tend to like not give a shit what other people are looking at or thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. You oh, you'll get, get it. You'll get out of it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You get such a reward back from uh, going outside of your comfort zone, doing something weird. You're you're changing the uh, you're changing the frequency of an environment by being a crazy person, just like the slow motion rollerblader guy. Like I gotta try that. If you soaked yourself in blood, and then and then got like the wheeler on your hand things and did it all in slow motion, the rewards that you would get uh, internally from doing something that crazy, people are afraid. People are so afraid of of weird things. But like yeah. the chances of you would scare people. Yeah, people are afraid. Like, even myself, like, if I was walking down the street right now and I saw someone walking alone in a crazy costume, I would be scared of them. And that's a good thing, I think, to play on that. Yeah, well, here it's pretty common, if you think about it. Like, to see a blood-soaked person, you're thinking, like, they could have just murdered, like, their children or their girlfriend and are just, like, aimlessly, like, fucking, like, destroyed about what they did, but, like, in a weird state of mind, like... You don't know if they're joking or if they're serious. So, like, the level that you get out of people is, like, immense. Like, it's so, it's pretty sweet. Uh, don't really invest you either. Like, yeah, I'm going to keep on moving, keep on moving. <laughs> Everything's it's normal. common to see blood-soaked people where you live? Fuck no. Well, I mean, it's common. <laughs> No, but it's common where I live for people to do, like, such drastic deeds of, like, fucking horrible things to, like, their families and, like, the stuff you see on the news, like, like, you don't know if you're seeing, like, the next, like, craziest, like, fucking bath salt fucking, you know, like, what is it, meth? Like, meth person, like, somebody just committed, like, a heinous crime and you're, like, witnessing it before anybody else gets a hold of it. Holy shit. This is this is Ohio? Yeah. Where is this? <laughs> uh Middletown. And in between Cincinnati and Dayton. A lot of fucked up people. <laughs> Middletown, where dreams are made of Jesus Christ. Not Did you so guys bad. ever get a chance to try uh Four Loco? Oh yeah. Of course. Okay. That's the pregame before you go out to the bars so you don't have to spend so much money. Do they so they still have four loco down there? They put a, a regulation on it, but they still have them. Like you can still get them. Well, Did they, have you tried? Oh yeah, explain to Todd what a four loco is. Uh, it's kind of like a Sparks, um, like the energy like drink slash beer, but it's like Kool Aid. But 
the four locos are like basically what they say they are. They're loco as fuck because they're it's like a poor man's like Colt forty five or like the uh, Steel Reserve. It has it's about the same price though. It's like you take one can to the head. It's like when you're a teenager and you're trying to get like the cheapest like thrill off getting drunk, and then you. You find that one thing that's so cheap, but like gets you so fucked up. Like that's it in a can. <laughs> is it beer? Uh, yeah, it's like beer. It's like a malt liquor. Malt liquor, liquor, yeah. With caffeine. Malt oh. liquor with it's so it's like a uh, caffeinated forty ounce. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, you it wakes you up like you're. It like makes your body like a different kind of drunk than you're used to. So when you mix that with other things, you're just like a fucking like war path of like destruction. <laughs> like Tom, you, you gotta go down and drink four locos and film. Yeah, man, that'd be. And awesome. then run into people that are soaked in blood. And get wheels tattooed on our feet. Like, oh. Yeah. oh shit! Yeah, are you are you gonna design that tattoo, Todd? Um, maybe we'll see. If the. <sighs> I still, I gotta get a tattoo. Still, I, I know, I know what my first tattoo would be. It'd be my first ice skating badge. But um, the wheels on the feet's pretty cool. So the the tattoo would be on the side of the foot. You said, yes. I thought at first you were saying like it was gonna be on the bottom of your foot. Holy shit, that would be intense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it probably hurt a lot. Yeah, it would. Todd. I want to know about, well, I want to congratulate you on putting the bun in the oven. Oh, and, I put it in there. <laughs> yes, you did. And uh, do you know if it's a girl or a boy yet? No, not yet. I think we'll find um, out this month. Sweet. What are the names? Like, what is your absolute, like, what do you set on? Like, Well, if it's a girl, I think it's going to be Beyonce. And if it's a boy, I think it's going to be Ernie. <laughs> Ernie Mac and Ernie. <laughs> That's so good. And then How if it's twin like boys, it? if it's twin boys, it's going to be Mac and Ernie. <laughs> oh my god. How does the wife feel about that? She's stoked. I mean, she's into rhyming. <laughs> Mac and cheese. I'm I still really like Cradron a lot. Cradron, Cradron, or Cradron? It was Cradron specifically with a K. That one's good. Yeah. Uh, dress him up specifically in silverish reflective clothes all the time. Yeah, and uh, from from birth he'll be wearing uh, he'll be wearing contact lenses <laughs> that just hide the pupils, so his eyeballs will be white, like completely white all the time. <laughs> you, Cradron, you still... <laughs> uh, gotta be powder for Halloween still. That's a good one. That's really good. Yeah. This year, I should be Did powder. powder. Have you seen the movie Powder? Yeah, that's what that's what he's saying. Oh, my God. That movie's fucking sweet. It's so sweet. 
Yeah, I I ha- so he gets struck by lightning in that movie, or what? He's a special. I think he, yeah, he gets. He keeps getting struck by lightning. Like he's got some <laughs> crazy electrical field going on, where like lightning loves him. Lightning just wants to fuck him in the ass all the time. <laughs> what if they made a sequel to that movie. <laughs> they should. We should make powder. That should be the next mushroom blading. Powder two. <laughs> mushroom blading eight. Powder two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you could so easily pull off powder. He wears this kind of sunglasses you do. And what? Like, a, did he wear suits? Like a black he, suit and a, and black sunglasses like, and white skin? Yeah. I just remember when he went shirtless. He like looked like a fucking alien of some kind. So white. <laughs> That's a really good thing to be really white. We should paint our skin really white for the next video. Is that the, uh, the <clears throat> mimes, right? Is that what mimes do? Oh yeah, Tr- yeah. So. yeah. Why do they do that? What's the what's the story behind mimes painting themselves white? Is it uh, it rem uh, I guess theatrical? I don't know. It removes your your human connection. I guess it makes it more otherworldly. Yeah, it accentuates Mostly, your it, expressions. Yeah, like yeah, it accentuates emotions. Definitely. Yeah. Has has there ever been a like a rollerblader that got really big that was into miming? <laughs> Not that I know of. You'd, That'd be really I, sweet. You'd have some really sweet moves. You'd be able to come up with some really crazy shit because you'd be rolling. Yeah. In a lot of ways, rollerbladers are mimes because they don't talk <laughs> a lot. Let's like, let's rename rollerblading miming miming. So miming is the new freestyle rolling. Yeah. Don't don't call it rolling. This is miming. Actually, <laughs> is that what it's called? Like I'm gonna go miming today down in the park. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that, but I think that's what you would like say. Mime lading because like I'm sure there's such a thing as miming or going to mime. <laughs> But if you're mime lading, then you're in in mime skating. In mime, in mime skating. Fuck! I'm gonna start a company called Mime Game. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Todd, did you make any questions before this? Like, uh, last time you had a piece of paper, I guess, that you wrote, like, questions down on? Yeah. No, I didn't do that this time. Like <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, uh, Tree, I heard, or I read, that someone called you the Yoda of rollerblading. Oh, yeah, that was one of the Kentucky guys. That's pretty true. Yeah. Are, you're you're quite quiet, and you're slowly um, charging up some energy to do some crazy stuff. And but you don't have to do it if you don't want to. There was a story you, you disaster sold some crazy kink rail just out of nowhere, apparently. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things like I don't really see a lot and do a lot, but when I do, it's like oh, I'm gonna fucking do that, and then I'll sit back down and 
in the corner and think some more and not talk to anybody. Sweet. That's a good move. What did they call the uh, the style? What did Roger, you guys say? Or whatever those, like... Oh, the freak style. Freak, freak style. style. That's a big thing from this video. That's a we good were, style. We were laughing at that for quite a while. We we have a, a friend named Tree in Canada. No kidding. Is he Vietnamese? No, he's just really tall. Ah. It's not why. Yeah. It's a nickname. His is spelled T R E E. Do we? Is it? Is when it's Tree Tree? Is that? Is it Tree Tree's the real name? Like, is there always two, or did you just add that extra tree? It was actually like my my last name is supposed to be Tree, but I was I was adopted, so my mom named me my first name Tree. So like, if there, if I were to change my name, it wouldn't go away. Yeah. So technically, on my birth certificate, it's Tree Tree. And then I got Rudolph added on when I was adopted. So it's my first and last name, basically. Whoa. It's got a really good ring to it as a skating name, as like a as a creative name. Like uh I can't imagine you being a really plain skater. Yeah, I mean they do say a lot like, you know, your name kinda defined you a lot and uh I think how different it is, it really uh I don't know. Exemplifies that. It's kind of funny too, because like my brothers and sisters' names are all very common English names. Like my brother's name is Hung, and my sister <laughs> my sister's name is Win. So, you know, they're very common English words. So it's, it's hard to be around and have a general conversation without our names coming up. And like, oh, and it's like, oh, you're just talking. Okay. <laughs> what What does the name mean? The the tree. Does it have a meaning? Uh, it means. It means learned in Vietnamese, I guess, like wisdom or what have you. Shit, that's fitting. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you've hit you've hit wizard status already. <laughs> Yo, With- so how did the um? Because you did a bunch of tricks where you would take your skate off. That's right. Like yeah. Spin it around and then put it back on. Yeah. That- that was a weird thing. Like I did that in like my last edit, and like I I got that from like snow. I, I saw some snowboarder videos that would you know they would unhook their bindings and do like you know like an air and then take it you know with their foot out and put it back in. And then you know while we were watching this, I was like, man, I really went overboard with that this edit. But uh, it's just the thing because I skate really loose, so I, you know it's really easy to take my skates off. So I was like you know, and essentially like. Like, when the spinning around, that's essentially, like, me trying to do a kickflip, I guess you could say. is like, you know, I want to take it off and do a little trick with it and put it back on kind of thing. Yeah. That is interesting that you skate with your skates really loose. Like, why do you do that? Uh, it's just, you know, the style I developed, you know, ever since however many years ago, you know, in the whole squat style, just, you know, you kind of have to have that flex to be able to bend your ankles and shit like that. I got apparently really bendy ankles, so I might as well capitalize on that, basically. Me too. Have you ever gone to the doctor and they've, like, done the ankle rotation thing and uh, commented commented on how mobile they are? Yes and no. Like, when I, when I fractured both my heels, my doctors were really kind of amazed at my footwork, you know, the, the, the physical, you know, physical side of my feet. But um, they were a bunch of jerks, so they just kind of like, ah, oh, it's cool, whatever. And then they moved on. 
Oh, shit. How did you shatter both of your heels? Was it on a uh, trick? It was on, it was on a KYB. This, it was the same. It wasn't, it wasn't the same. It was the year after the competition where I did the disaster soul on the King Trail. I did the, like a, the back sit-down twerk on like a long drop ledge, and I did it way too many times. And I was like, I'll, I drank like eight of the, the balls and energy drinks. So I was like, super, I was like, okay, I'm invincible. I can do whatever. And I, I was had a uh, nemesis on, and my my wheels were worn down the core. I had I had like no footbed or anything in that, and I just did it too many times. And I, I drove I drove home from Kentucky, and that's like a two hour drive. Make and I went, I went to the doctors, and like they were like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. And then a week later, they said, oh, your left heel is fractured. You need to get a cast on that. And then a week after that, they said, oh, your right heel is fractured, too, the one you've been hopping on because you've had a cast on the other leg. It's fractured. Oh, and then a week after that, they said you had a bone cyst on that. And then they had to do surgery. And that's kind of put me out for about, you know, I stopped skating for about six, seven years or so after that. (laughs) I couldn't skate anymore. That was the thing, like, my edit last, you know, two years ago, I I was like, fuck it, I want to skate, you know. I, I miss it, you know. There's really nothing that compare, you know, that compares to it. You know, what I mean, there's nothing that the instant gratification of doing a trick that's hard to do. So I came back to it, and there's there's a lot of things that I can't do anymore, but still, still a good feeling to get back into it and still do it. That edit was so uh, unique when it came out. Like there was nothing that you could compare to that edit. And if people want to find that. Um, what did they look up on Vimeo? Uh, free Tree Rudolph profile, probably. Yeah, the first thing that comes up. But, uh, totally Love that. That's it. What and what inspired? So uh, there was the most recent spark. That was the Zach session that that inspired that edit, or was there one session before that that inspired you to make an oh. edit and? Honestly, I think I started listening to your guys' podcasts. Uh, I would I would take the bus in LA, so you know, not plenty of time to just listen to things. And I was like, man, I really want to do a podcast, and I think that was really the biggest spark. Okay, I should probably make an edit again, so I have something to talk about on a podcast. So that was the biggest thing. So I was like, okay, I probably should start skinning again and try to make an edit, and then. Um, one of my friends suggested, you know, you should do a skate, you know, a skate edit with Pyle because you guys would go together so well. I was like, you know, I've skated, you know, I've known Pyle for so long that we should probably get together and do an edit. It would probably be pretty fun. I, you know, I love skating with Pyle, and like I said, you know, we really just got to know each other right before I moved away. And what did we start talking about? Like last winter, we really started talking about this yeah. edit. We was just talking about how like our styles like sweet. vibe mm-hmm. together, like. Like, so different, but yet, like, our minds just want to, like, go in a different direction. And, like, the fun the fun factor is always what it results back to because you know who you can really, like, <clears throat> you know, vibe off of and, Yo, yeah, and get, like, the fullest, like, you know, yeah, accomplishment I mean, factor. Like, you feel good about what you're doing and, like, you know, what is it that you, you always say, like, the... Uh, Feeling like you're on a, like a regimen or yeah, I mean we yeah I mean, we did but... we would we would go through that we'd be like okay we gotta do some of these tricks so I was like okay and then like I would show pile the raw footage after, you know after every session and everything like that I'd, I'd email it or you know give him a Facebook message with the private link to it 
and we'd discuss it, and, you know, a lot of times we'd come to, like, yeah, we need to do more regular tricks and shit. Yeah, there's always but it would, it would, After that, it would be, like, it simply digress into, you know, fuck it, let's just do whatever we want to do, and... <laughs> I think it took 30 minutes once, yeah, like, in yeah. conversation. It's where like, okay, I what kind of regular tricks are we I doing? kept asking you, like, what do you mean by regular tricks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's basically, it, it basically is regular for I whatever I can't figure doing. out what a regular fucking trick is. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> what? Well, the best thing about this edit is it makes me think of how infinite skating is and, and uh, the older you get, the more you could do in this kind of an edit that um, instead of thinking about, you know, doing regular tricks or quote unquote hammers or anything like that. It's so infinite, just creativity and fun where it takes you and not having too much of a plan that that really came through in the edit. And it made me think about how even when I'm 40 or 45 or 50 that if I can still roll around and, and have the wisdom of many skating years, that the putting out edits and videos is always going to be interesting just from that that experimental vibe that I got from it. Totally. It yeah, was awesome. Vibe. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think going into this, you know, doing the edit, I think it was very, like, you know, a lot of times I said that this was a very selfish thing of myself, that, like, I was just doing a lot of things that I would want to see in an edit, so I was just, you know, it was very, it was, it said it, the edit was very much solely for me, and, you know, whatever else I could care less about. I was, you know, that's it's like, what, this is, I want to do something be most like, like, I wish, uh, I wish more, um, I mean, bigger names that we know, is my voice still okay? I'm getting, I'm starting to get noise on my end. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna. Bottom. I'm gonna switch first. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. I thought you guys were like farting. That was the He's computer talking. farting. He's talking through <laughs> a kazoo. <laughs> Chinese finger trap. Did we lose Joey? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think he said he's gonna come back. Um, question, Todd. I, the uh, mushroom blading. I, I've never really heard an explanation about where that originated from. What the name and in the uh, any kind of background from it, um, I think it. The first I heard it was from Andy Cruz, or like I think there was a few guys back in the late '90s. Nick Riggle, Andy Cruz, Dustin Latimer would use <laughs> the term mushroom blading for like weird tricks, and then it faded away, um, and then. For mushroom blading one, we had the idea to just try to try to do the weirdest tricks that we could think of, and that was the idea. And then we were like, "What should we call it?" And we're like, "Yeah, we should just call it mushroom blading." So we called that mushroom blading, and then that turned into the website and everything. It's funny how well it took off. Like, I mean, like, everybody generalizes and results back to that term when it comes to, like, a weird creative style of skating. And, uh, like, sometimes, like, I think, like, when people see, like, my skating or similar skating, like, they always, like, put that, like, label on it. They put it together, like, yeah, yeah and it's, like... It's like in in one breath, it's, like, yeah, it's awesome that you, like, acknowledge that, but in the same breath, it's, like... 
like, really, man, I'm just, like, doing whatever the fuck I want to do. And <laughs> I wish you could just see it for what it is, like, you know, fucking old and yeah. getting older and, like, you know, mm-hmm. don't understand the pains and, like, the tortures of, like, the physical aspect of what, like, you know, certain people put their bodies through. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's nice I to mean, see that people appreciate it. Like, I wish I could do, you know, like, big hammers and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. It's, it's not possible for I me miss anymore. those days, man. Like, I, I would love to huck myself off a two-story fucking hotel through a fucking hole in the wall <laughs> and fucking yeah. be rad, you know? Like, be paddling all over the place. No, but... I've lived my glory days. Like, I'm just still trying to have fun, and, you know, it's glorious in its own breath to myself. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, if you don't like it, then basically fuck you. And that's, why, that's why we're all skating. I mean, there's really no other, re- like, no, there's really no other reason to pick up a pair of rollerblades. It's not, you know, cool in the eyes of anybody else, really, you know, general society. Like, I'm going to pick up a pair of skates because that's a cool thing to do. You want to do it because you want to have fun. And Yeah. There really shouldn't be any other reason to do it. Yeah, I feel accomplished with that edit. Like, I feel like there's something, like Tree said earlier, and we talked about it at the bar, like, there's something in there for everybody. And, you know, there, there's something in there that I know, like, you'll look at and you'll see, and you're like, you know, that looks fun, or, you know, that like, that is hard. It's not a like, bad idea, or, yeah, it sounds like that. Yeah, like, use your fucking minds, man. Don't be so one-sided, like... You know, if you can do every single trick in that edit, then by all means, go fucking do it. <laughs> you know? But, I mean, if you don't want to do it, why you shouldn't feel forced to do so anyway, so. Yeah. Well, it's just, it, it's, you guys succeeded in just, like, making something that would inspire people like me and people that have found joy in, in, in doing new things. And, like, that's the funnest part of skating for me is, like thinking of of some weird trick and then and then pulling it off you get such a huge charge out of out of that action it's amazing the instant gratification like get back to that that's you know the only it's the really only thing that i got you know i can only get that through skating really and it's such just it's such really just a release from everything else in the world that that's the only thing you're focused on and it just feels so good at the moment that Nothing else really matters. Yeah. yeah. You can see that a lot in your guys' skating. Like, Todd, you oh, can definitely. see it in your skating so much. And yours and Joey's, like, Joey's, you know, yeah. you guys are beyond more inspirational to me as a person. And, you know, I, until I had seen what you guys were doing, I was sitting there watching a video oh, yeah. of you guys and showing my mom. And she's like, do you realize how old these guys are? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, I guess. She's like, how old do you think they are? And I was like, fuck, I don't know. They're 20s, you know? And she's like, yeah, but do you realize, like, how old they are? And I was just like, yeah. But I was like, do you see what they're doing? And she's just like, yeah. It's it's like, she's like, it's kind of awesome. Like, it's it's pretty incredible. She's like, do you like this? And I'm like, what the fuck do you think I'm showing you this? (laughs) Like, yeah, like, these guys are, like, inspirational. And, like, since watching, like, what you guys have done, like, it's funny to think that you're sitting here having a conversation with somebody who's so inspiring to, like, yourself and, like, what you're basing, you know, your general passion towards. Like, dude, it's it's always a pleasure to, like, to have that feeling to know, like, I'm talking to you and Joey. Like, it's, I don't know. Oh, it's it's an amazing feeling. Like, first time I saw the mushroom platings, I was like, my mind was literally blown. I was like whoa, you can just do stuff and don't care and just do it and it's fun and, like, 
like the feeling I, I I guess I tried to like you know recreate that with you know this edit is that you know just feeling of going out and having fun and you know just and like the landscapes too that you guys you know the landscape shots that you guys have is just really just enjoying what is there and just taking it for what it is and nothing more it's really just a very eye-opening experience and I think the you know the edit that we did reflects a lot of that wow that's crazy like um it's really interesting that that uh we inspired you guys and then I when I was watching the edit that you guys made I was feeling like shit like this is really creative I felt like what you guys were doing in that edit was far more creative than what we've been doing as of late and I was like fuck I gotta it was like a fire under my ass it was like (laughs) not like in a competitive way but just like there's so much that's possible and uh, I really have to really push the possibilities a lot more than than I have been Oh yeah, but I mean, yeah. that's just skating in general. The only person you're competing against is yourself. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's never competitive towards anybody else. I mean, like watching you guys makes you know it just goes hand in hand. Like, like seeing like the possibilities and then just opening someone's eyes like that is like, like you guys have done more than anybody could probably fathom. So yeah. the fact that they you know people take it for what it right. is, you know, it's just like general life situation. You. You know, you can take it for what it's worth, and if you don't like it or don't agree with it, that's fine. But you're going to look at it and realize, like, you know, that's somebody doing what they like to do. And you can't take it away from them because they're going to do it regardless, and you keep pushing, you know, as hard as you can for just the generality of it. Like, you know, I'm I'm never going to stop doing it because you call me a fat ass or because you think I'm not sexy enough to fuck because... (laughs) Because that's fine. Because I'm not trying to have sex with you. I'm just trying to fucking do what I want to do. Exactly. <clears throat> and that's the most powerful thing you can do. And that's the mo- that's you can be so inspired by that because even if you're not into what the person's doing, it's just inspiring that they're they're free enough to do it, and they have enough balls and enough motivation to to actually get good at this very strange thing that that nobody else has done. That's what really excites me about skating is that you. You can, you can make yourself into a superhero, and you can make yourself into whatever kind of superhero exactly. you want to be. You can invent a superhero and then become it. That is a fucking awesome way to explain it. That's fucking nailed, dude. Yeah, like that's what I see. Like when you got you guys, like Tree Tree and Aaron Pyle, they're like two superheroes basically, and they have different powers. And they have different physical appearances. They have different uniforms. One's got the the tight black jeans, and the other one has the the basketball shorts. And the one's like Rubber Man, and you, like you know, like you you become a, a unique a unique person, and you give yourself those gifts. Like you give yourself the gift of being capable of pulling off that move that only you can do, or you can you can do it in that way. You're the only person that gets to experience the feeling of being Aaron Pyle and doing like a heel roll to grind to heel roll to grind like that's a very unique experience and when you when you have that like that's that's powerful you get a huge charge out of it so I kind of have a different view of it like I kind of I like having a session and watching other people do it like like especially like you know, like I said now I've just really 
started getting back into just skating with a big group of people and really just enjoying it. And, you know, when you do that, there's everybody has their own skill level, but, you know, you pretty much pick up on that right away. And you could see when someone is really trying hard to do something that's really difficult and you really you, – you almost want them to do it more than they do themselves, especially as, like, a filmer. Yeah, so watch, like- watching somebody, even, even if they're – you know, they've only skated for, you know, a week – and they're trying something that's, you know, probably out of their range of skill, but they're still trying it. And when you see them do it, I mean, that feeling right there is incredible. And you can... Yeah, it's kind of like what Tyler really just said, it. though. It's like everybody's developing their own, like, <clears throat> their own superpower, like, superhero powers. Mm-hmm. And, like, it makes a lot of sense because, yeah, you're creating your own, like, superhero, basically. Yeah, it's and it's funny because there's the... There's different ways... That there's the There's the actual experience of doing it. And 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 your experience of being the person that does it and that feeling, and then there's also the the feeling of being an outsider and watching it, and and the idea of creating a visual that people look at. You're creating like a visual, a moving piece of art with your body. Like when you do a trick, it's it, your body becomes a medium that you're you're creating this movement that other people look at, and it's yeah, you're a fucking mutant. Like, you're yeah. a fucking outsider. Like, you are, because you're just mutating your fucking tricks and mutating your, like, style. And the amount of precision and skill it takes to, you know, execute yeah. I thought any about trick that the is, other is ridiculous. And then creative, creative tricks. Oh, yeah, are, yeah. That's why creative tricks are so good, or, or I, w- I should just say unique tricks. I mean, it doesn't even have to be that creative. I mean, things that aren't, I mean, there's a soul grind, and, and there's a way that you do it. And there's a there's a technique, and everyone does make a soul grind look different. But a soul grind is a soul grind. But when you do something that's like a, a weird cess slide into a hand plant or some weird grind, that that thing is like a very it's like a fingerprint. There's only one of those, and it can only be done at that spot in your skates in your body. You know, it's a very powerful kind of experience and it's a powerful thing to watch definitely well you guys are awesome man this was a fun conversation yeah oh definitely I had fun doing it <laughs> yeah, yeah silver now we're doing, we're doing good uh, definitely love to skate together for sure yeah we need to plant that shit out and tattoos and fucking shit blood, I mean blood soaked white painted yep powder blood <laughs> fuck yeah hand gloves uh, horns, gloves. cougar, horns, yeah. cougar blade. <laughs> man, yeah. I was saying this would be. I I like doing the Skype podcast, but it would be so much more fun in person. Mm, oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And it'd be a lot easier to to flow it. It's always it, it's kind of tricky to do a lot of people over Skype. It is yeah. definitely awkward. What it's you not said in that, yeah, you said in the prior one, like. Like, even just in general conversation, having more than, like, six or seven people, it's hard to, like, like find yourself able to communicate, <clears throat> like, naturally. Yeah. And then when you take away the physical cues that people give, like, you can kind of sense when someone else has something to say and they're about to talk. <laughs> but when, it, when it's over Skype, you have no fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> Excitement is just so fucking intense. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, sweet edit. And uh, yeah, let's let's hang out. Come to Canada. Yeah, I'd love to. I'll stay for it. Yeah. I'm making money. Keep those blocks up. And <clears throat> I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this yeah. with us. Thanks so much. It's been a 
Cool. Thanks for doing it. Fuck yeah. All right. Peace out, guys.